The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Happy Thursday, Bengals fans. It's Thursday, and it's kind of becoming a regular thing that we are going to be talking about some fantasy football, some best plays, best bets, the players to avoid, the players to play, all that good stuff. And I'm with my friend Derek Davis, a.k.a. The Orange Arrow. He is at the Bengal 4 on the old Twitter. Derek, what's what's new, man? How you, how you hanging in there after this week? That was a... That was a pretty ridiculous game that we witnessed on on Sunday between the Packers and the Bengals. Yes, it was. It it was, and like I said um, on on my show yesterday, I I said, you know what? Yes, it sucks. Yes, it was rough, but we're on to Detroit and the old um, Bill Belichick sounding voice. So <laughs> I'm, I'm. It was rough, but you know, it's. It's one of those games that you you wanted to win, you were hoping to win, but in all of my in all of my picks, I I kind of had them. You know, when when I looked at the the year, I was potentially hoping for a four zero start, but I was looking at like you know that Green Bay game being being possibly one of our either one or two losses. So you know, in the grand scheme of things, you're kind of realistically right where you thought you would be. Hard to know what to make of it. You know, on our show last night, John and I were talking about, you know, you, you feel good, I guess, about the fact that the Bengals kind of went toe-to-toe in a lot of different respects with one of the best teams in the NFC. But you also feel like there's a lot of missed opportunities and just, you know, a, a couple of different situations where the Bengals could have not only won the game, but really kind of asserted control earlier in the game as well and turnovers and penalties and just different stuff, as they often do with every team kind of got in the way and unfortunately the Bengals came out on the wrong side of things but they've got a winnable game a game I'm a little I'm a little worried about in some respects but uh, a, a game that they should take care of for sure we are going to be here for just a little bit we're going to be first of all going over some of the pieces of advice that Derek gave us last week and see how we did we're going to give a few more pieces of advice in terms of fantasy sits and starts and that sort of thing 
This week, we're going to also uh, go over survival picks, look at some of the lines out there and, and some of the games and, and bets that make sense. But if you have a fantasy football question and you're tuning into us live, you can uh, leave us a question, whether you're watching us on our, our YouTube channel, on Cincy Jungle's Facebook page, on one of the Twitter accounts where we're live streaming. Leave us a question if you would, and we will try and answer that as best we can. And of course, this is just one of a handful of shows that we have every week for you on the Orange and Black Insider, whether it's this fantasy football show, we have the uh, the analysis deep dive show with John Sheeran and myself on Wednesday nights. Earlier in the week, we kind of do the NFL and Bengals headlines going around the league, spinning around that and talking about everything going on around the NFL. And then, of course, we do post-game shows, listener questions live, all kinds of different things that we try and bring you through the week. And we are just one of a few great podcasts on the Cincy Jungle Podcast channel. So you can not only subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is there's a little icon right by Derek over there. If you click on that, you can subscribe and hit the bell to be notified when you uh, when we go live, when new stuff's available. And, of course... Get it on your favorite audio streamer, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the major ones. And you can also check out Ace and Zim's Orange is the New Black, Matt Minnick's Chalk Talk and Coach Speak podcasts. And we'll have all of that for you on the Cincy Jungle podcast channel. So let's kind of get to it. We're going to uh, actually before we do that, I want to I want to tell our folks, our listeners about your fantasy football uh, YouTube channel. Hopefully they go over there and subscribe to you as well. The Orange Arrow Fantasy Show. You mentioned that you took the air live yesterday. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're doing on the show? And obviously this is part of, not only does it help us out and our listeners out from a fantasy football perspective, but uh, we want, we don't want you to give away every single tip that <laughs> you, you give on your channel. So Tell us a little bit about your channel and what you're doing and how people can subscribe. Over there, I do uh, every week. I do a, a Wednesdays and Fridays. Every now and then, I do Saturdays instead of Fridays, just depending on my schedule and when when I'm able to go live. But Wednesdays is all about fantasy football, and we do a little recap of last week's game or all of the games, not. You know, I'd say it's a Bengals-centric fantasy football show, which is kind of a, a little bit of an oxymoron because we're talking fantasy football of all 32 teams, but we're also talking Bengals because I can't help it. But, you know, we do we do some stuff like that on Wednesdays, and then on Fridays or Saturdays, we go dive into the gambling side a little bit more, and we talk some best bets and stuff like that. And I also started last week, I started a game called Beat the Prop. And what I do on that is every Friday or Saturday, I'll give you 10 players and I'll give you their fantasy points their, or their projected fantasy points. And all you have to do is guess the total number or all, all 10 of them, the over under for their projected fantasy points. And that'll if you can guess all those 10 right, you will win a uh joe burrow rookie card that i have nice gotta love giveaways we we are not great about that on our show we do have some giveaways that we're sending out to people uh from the gosh from like a month and a half ago the ring of honor stuff that we did with all those guys so we'll 
uh, we'll get those out to folks. But that's awesome that you're doing the giveaways and whatnot. Uh, we are getting you set up just before Thursday Night Football's kickoff. Um, I have yet, I'm, I'm slacking, it's been that kind of week. I have yet to pick a survival pick this week and i cannot pick the Bengals. um if you're going uh, you know if we're thinking hey we gotta go with the Bengals against the lions i've already picked the Bengals, so i'm interested to hear your take on that we'll get to that in just a little bit um let's we've got, already got a couple of questions i think in our live chats here so keep those coming if you're tuning in live we'll get to to a few of those but before we do derek i'd like to kind of recap a little bit of some of the things that you gave us last week, some of the pieces of advice, starts, sits, um, maybe bets, any any kind of points, bullet points that you want to lay out to us in terms of uh, where we where we did well and maybe where we didn't do so well, but hopefully that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, so um, last week, actually, um, uh, on our bets, we, we didn't do bad. We went, um, we went two of two on our bets last week and well i guess you could say two of two and three because i did say the Bengals over 50 and a half but um we had as far as the starts and sits goes damian williams was one of my one of my potential starts last week and he actually did pretty well he finished with um 16.4 fantasy points in a ppr league and that's about four points over his projected total. So if you started Damian Williams, he did pretty well. And unfortunately, he's on COVID. This just It just yeah. came out about an hour ago. So a little fantasy note, run out there and pick up Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert will be the RB1 for Chicago now. So, And he actually, he even though Damian had a very good game last week, Khalil Herbert didn't have a bad game as well. So they kind of had like a 50-50 split as far as the, um, the the running back touches go. So he would be a potential uh, RB2 this week. And I, I think it, he, he's, he's, if I remember correctly, he's available in, I'm looking at my notes here, looks like 28 to 29% leagues right now. So... There's a very good chance that he's out there for you. So, and then for our sits, we didn't do too hot on. I had guys like uh, Justin Herbert, which I mean, for my sits, I like I said before, it's not really a sit. It's just a hey, they've got a pretty tough matchup this week, so you might want to be wary if you've got a guy that is you know could put, you could potentially start him over. You might want to look into that, but. Yeah, Kurt Herbert went off last week against uh against against Cleveland, so not too good on that one. Well, hard to, hard to, I mean, it was on the surface, it's hard to dispute that. I mean, it just the Browns defense plays pretty well, and and obviously that that defensive front sacks the quarterbacks. They can force turnovers, so I mean, it's not you know on the on the surface, it wasn't a bad pick. It just happened to be a game that was a total anomaly in terms of what everybody expected from it. a a big shootout and uh, a lot of points put up by Baker Mayfield and Justin Herbert in that one. yeah, yeah, and then another another guy I had um, as one of my stars of the week, one of those that again, I'd like to say that the analysis was correct, but c j Uzama. 
he was running wide open on that one. And that's, you know, I think you guys might've spoken about it last night. Yeah. If, if, you know, Trey Hopkins holds his block right there, you'd like to think that Burrow would have hit him for a long touchdown. So I, I like to, that they see that CJ is getting, you know, I like seeing that he's getting more and more involved in, you know, he had 84% of the, the snaps last week, 83% the week before in Jacksonville. So they're getting more and more involved each week. So that's, that's what you like to see. Well, you know, <laughs> that play, I think you're talking about the, the, the bootleg where he threw the interception. I think he was targeting on yeah. the interesting thing. I, we talked about it on the show last night too. The interesting thing with the Bengals offensive game plan last week was also not, not even just implementing things for CJ Ozama, but Drew Sample got in the mix um, mm -hmm. a, a, a small handful of times, which is a surprise. And unfortunately it didn't yield great results there. So that kind of took some targets away potentially from Uzama and, and others on offense. But I, I did, I like the idea of using sample when you have, you know, a, a, when you have so much attention drawn to the other wide receivers, it's just a matter of you got to execute and make the plays that um, when they're called that way. So unfortunately they yeah. didn't really, the impact there wasn't very good. So let's, let's get to a couple of, Actually, let's let's if you're do we have more to recap there? Because we've got some questions, I think, coming up. Do you have do you have more to recap? Uh, I don't know if, if we talked about it on uh, or not last week. But, you know, another one of the things that we had was. Um, Detroit at plus seven and a half was one of our bets last week. I think it, I can't remember. If I, I want to say that was my was my lock of the week. It just, you know, it seems like every week, now hopefully not this week, but every week Detroit seems to, you know, even though they, they're getting those lines, like Vegas seems to think that they're going, they're going to, you know, get blown out and they just keep staying in these games. Yeah, I did. some of the ones they've, some of the ones they have uh, <laughs> lost have been pretty unbelievable. And, you know, mm -hmm. the Justin Tucker record setter and last week and, uh, you know, you've, you've got a team that despite seeming like they've, I, you look at the own five record, it's, I don't think that's really indicative of who they are. And then of course, um, you know, that you also look at their roster and you go, they're, they're pretty talent star <laughs> in some spots there. So, I mean, it, it yeah. is kind of who they are, but I feel like the, it, in a weird way, that team at 0 and 5 is almost overachieved a little bit, um, given given some of the stuff on the roster. But uh, you know, and obviously the coach came out and had an impassioned plea or, to his team, and just you know was was mm -hmm. kind of crying after the game, and you know the whole deal. So I don't know how that's going to play out for the Bengals this week, but um, interesting stuff going on in Detroit for sure. Uh, here is a question from Lindsey Brillhart, who is one of our good listeners there. Um, so what what do you do about Higgins? Last week, do you start him? Let's kind of talk about some of these some of these people for next week and or this coming week rather. What what should we do? Sit, start, etc. Higgins had a rough game last week. Uh, he had the two point yeah. conversion. Uh, only had I think he and and Boyd. I mean they combined for less than sixty yards receiving both of them. Uh, so mm -hmm. Higgins had the two point conversion, which helped some people if they played him. I don't know if the shoulder thing's still bugging him, but 
we all know, even though it's been mostly the, the Jamar Chase show this year, we all know that, you know, that there are games where these guys are going to take turns. Boyd had a big one. Um, Chase has had a few big ones. And then Higgins hasn't really had it because he's been dinged up a handful of times already this year. But what do you think about him this week against the Lions? That secondary is not very strong for Detroit. So, Lindsay, if you want to go take a look at my show that I had Wednesday, I actually had T. Higgins as my wide receiver start of the week this week. Just for the, for the, the simple fact that, you know, I think that they are starting to show week. If, you, if you're seeing the trend week after week, they're starting to shadow the, the safety over to the Jamar Chase side. They're starting to double cover uh, Jamar. And I think, I can't remember if it was you guys or if it was um, Paul Daner and them said that they was actually starting out last week. I think they double covered uh, Boyd at the beginning of the game, which I, I can't remember exactly if that was correct or not. But I'm sure if, if you know, if, if one, of you, one of the four of you guys said it, then, uh, you know, I pretty much take it as gospel. But, you know, <laughs> you're starting to see these guys um, starting to cover them. And it's hard to do that with all of this talent. So if you're seeing them pay more attention to the, the middle of the field and starting to close that off and they're shading coverage over to Jamar Chase's side, that's going to leave T one-on-one in a very, very favor- favorable matchup because he's getting the, you know, the, the cornerback two and sometimes the cornerback three matchup every week. And, it's just it. It's a very large talent disparity between him and the cornerbacks for Detroit. So I look for T to have a very very good week this week. I hope so. A couple of drops. I mean, he could have had a pretty respectable week last week. He hangs on yeah. to his balls. Very catchable. I mean, he adds probably another twenty or so yards to his total. All of a sudden, he's got you know 50, 60 yards receiving and a two-point conversion if you played him as a flex guy, given the, the injury stuff. All of a sudden, you kind of had at least a little bit of a respectable output there. But unfortunately, the two drops, which not only hurt fantasy owners if they played him, but also hurt the team, unfortunately. Uh, you know, And he, he, he owned up to it this week in, in some of his post-game press conference stuff. So uh, hopefully a good bounce-back week for him. Who else do you have going this week that you mentioned – um, Khalil Herbert was one T Higgins mm-hmm. was one. Uh, I don't know. I, again, I don't want you to give up the entire farm because I want people <laughs> to go to your channel, but maybe, maybe one or two extra that you want to give us that, uh, won't give away all of the secrets that you, you gave yeah. out already. Yeah. So, um, one guy that I, I'll, I'll give you one more start and then I'll give you one, uh, a sit. Perfect. So one guy that I had this week is, um, uh, Trevor Lawrence, he is right now he is ranked at uh, quarterback 16 on the week. And I'm going to just double check right now and make sure that he hasn't moved since I last checked yesterday. But And see, he's moved up again. He's now quarterback 15 on the week against Miami. And, you know, I just – he's steadily improving week after week after week. You're starting to see these things that you've seen – in LSU that, that they're starting to implement. They're, they're kind of doing that Zach Taylor thing with, where Zach Taylor, at the beginning of, of Burrow's season, he implemented a lot of LSU things for Joe Burrow and um, 
Trevor Lawrence is, is it kind of seems like he's getting a little bit of that for, you know, you, you're seeing a lot more of those RPOs and he's starting to run a lot more. So against Miami's defense, which coming into the year, if you would have told me that Miami's defense was as bad as they are right now, I probably would have called you a liar because it, it's <laughs> almost night and day from what they were last year. Yeah, that team has collapsed, man. Yeah, yeah. Them and, and Washington's defense too. It's like yeah. it, you know, you know what it might be. It it might be the curse of um, the curse of uh, old Fitzpatrick. You know, <laughs> he was on Miami last year, and then he moves over to Washington, and now Washington's defense isn't playing very well. So that might be what it is. I mean, who knows? But who knows? Who knows? So who who is not? <laughs> Who is not lighting your hair on fire this week in terms of their matchup and their fantasy outlook? So one guy, and he he had a he had a pretty good week last week, but one guy that I'm I'm not really thrilled about is um, speaking of Miami is Miami's tight end Mike Gesicki and. I'm trying to spell his name. Yes. It always gets me. G E S I. Yeah. So Mike Gesicki is. Um, he had he had most of his fantasy success with. Um, what is his name? Tua. Jacoby Brissett. That's that's who I was thinking of. When when Tua was in, was in in the lineup and he was available and healthy. He didn't like to spend a whole lot of time in the, or going at or targeting his tight ends. And Gusecki really didn't have a whole lot for him. And then now that you can kind of see, you know, I think Tua is planning on, it, it seems like he's going to be back this week. It, it's trending in that direction. So I just kind of like to, uh, you're clear of Gusecki on on that one, and he's okay. actually tight in he's tight in seven right now. So it looks like uh, fantasy consensus is starting to think the same thing that I am because at the beginning of the week he was tight in six. So it looks like he's starting to move down the down the line there. Okay, interesting. Uh, I'm gonna give a, an opportunity in just a second here for some folks to laugh at my fantasy football teams, and I'll, <laughs> I'll give you a couple things I'm looking at for possible moves uh, and and you know different different things for a lineup. We'll go over that quickly, and then we'll talk about some lines and survival football picks and get on out of here. But before we do, Derek, I would like to tell you and all of our listeners about Symbol. I'm sure everybody knows that if you've listened to our show for any period of time, you know about our partnership with Symbol, S-I-M-B-U-L-L, and the website is simbull.app backslash OBI. We'll put that in the live chat for folks. If, if you've listened to our show, you know that Symbol is like playing a sports version of the stock market. You can buy shares in specific teams, and you could either do short-term plays or long-term plays with those and make some money off of them like you would in the stock market. Now, what's different right now is they have a new promo for our listeners. If you use the promo code OBI and you deposit at least $100 in your account to be used to buy shares, 
they have a completely risk-free element to deposits of over $100. So if you deposit $100, you end up losing for some reason $30 of it, $50 of it. That becomes risk-free for your first 90 days that you have created an account if you use the promo code OBI. Meaning if you lose a portion or even all of your deposit and you are not satisfied with what happened there, within 90 days, they will reimburse your deposit for you. So it's a win-win situation and you can go in there if if you know football if you know about the team you're investing in you should make money because a lot of folks are a lot of folks that are investing in the Bengals have made money so far so you got to go in there you got to check out symbol it's especially if you're doing fantasy football if you're doing survival football any of that stuff Go check out symbol S I M B U L L dot A P P backslash O B I. And you got to use the promo code O B I to take advantage of that 90 day risk free deposit incentive that they're giving our listeners there. So go check that out. It is fun, fun stuff from symbol. We're happy to continue partnering with. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And we're going to be here for a few more minutes. If you have more questions, Leave those in one of the live chats. If you're listening to us live, we'll try and get to a couple more of those and or uh, some different elements with lineups and all kinds of different stuff. All right, Derek, I'm going to put you on the spot here if you're cool with that. Um, (laughs) So here is my lineup as it is currently comprised this week. The one down there is AJ Green, so the screen's kind of cutting off a little bit there. You got Burrow up top. That's the only quarterback that I have rostered. Um, I don't have a lot of guys on, I don't have any in this league that are on buys right now. Uh, I, I was, I had a really bad beat last week. I actually scored quite a few points, but the guy that I played against had just a ridiculous game. The thing is here, you see here, questionable, questionable, questionable. When you go to Claypool, Mm -hmm. Chubb and Swift, and then you've got Devontae Parker questionable. And then we talked about AJ Green, I believe last week. Um, so maybe he slides in somewhere, but, uh, I played AJ Dillon last week and I actually, that was just kind of a, I don't know, a, a seat of the pants type of thing. It actually paid off a little bit for me. Uh, cause he yeah, was doing, he had, he had a really good week. Yeah. Yeah. He, unfortunately, fortunately, yeah. Uh, fortunately for you, unfortunately for us, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I don't know, just to, we're doing this as kind of a sample exercise for folks in case, mm-hmm they have similar players in their lineups. Is there any here that you would kind of see like, Hey, you know, Marvin Jones, maybe should slide in there, especially with DJ Chark out. Um, do you play Parker now that you think that Gusecki isn't, isn't going to be uh, as big of a factor? I don't know. What do you, what, is there something there that's jumping out at you that you would say, Hey, maybe manipulate the roster this way. Yeah. So I actually think that, that Chase Claypool is a very, a, a good start this week just because you know there's no juju they're going up against a seattle secondary that is i mean we just took one of their best cornerbacks that they let release so 
you know, that that kind of shows you how their how their cornerback situation is. So Chase Claypool seems have, like he he'll have a pretty good week this week. Nick Chubb, I think he popped up with a mid injury, um, midweek injury, which is kind of scary because I think he was fine up until I think today they he was listed as they did not participate. So that that's a little worrisome, but Nick Chubb, if he's if he's there, you play him, and you that's one of those set it and forget it kind of things, and then. DeAndre Swift, um, that one, you you kind of, I, I really don't know how they're going to go with that because, you know, at the beginning of the year, our run defense did pretty well. And then, of course, we get absolutely gashed by um, the the Packers running back there. So you, you don't really know what's going to happen there. And then, of course, they use, they lose Frank Rag now, and they don't have a, a, their offensive line seems to be kind of in shambles as, as well. So, I think he could potentially be because the thing with DeAndre Swift is, no matter what he if he's not getting it in the, in the running game, he's going to be hyper targeted in, in the passing game. So, I'm all right with him. Um. I mean, overall, I don't, I don't mind the way your lineup is, is currently situated, unless maybe, like you said, you wanted to swap an AJ Dillon with, uh, like a Marvin Jones or a Devontae Parker. Yeah. Um, because you know, Chicago's run, Chicago's defense has really stepped it up within the past couple of weeks. So maybe, maybe you look into doing something like that. Okay. Uh, let's go into the lines and uh, uh, yeah, Chris says, I got to get that IR player out of my starting lineup. Well, I don't think there, he's not in my starting lineup. He's on my bench and he's talking about Jerry Judy. <laughs> oh there. yeah. Yeah. Which I so think I, he's supposed yeah. to be back within the next few weeks, ain't he? Yeah. That's why I've hung on to him. Um, yeah, so yeah. I, you know, I, I've, I don't know. I, I've hung on to him. He's not, I haven't been starting him. I'm not that inept of a fantasy football <laughs> owner. He's on the bench. He's on the bench. I promise. Uh, let's go to some lines and talk survival football. I just kind of glanced at this, Derek, and th- there are a couple in terms of survival that stick out to me. There are the Colts that are hosting the, the Texans, kind of doing the whoever is playing Houston type of thing. And this is this is for me uh, specifically because I've already picked the Bengals, the Ravens. I've picked, um, gosh, I'm trying to think who else I've picked. I've picked the Packers, I think. Uh, so I picked a number of different teams. So they are, you know, that's um, that obviously eliminates the options for me in some regards. But I had the, the Rams going to New York, I believe, to play the Giants was one, and the Colts hosting the Texans were two. I had my my eyes on. Um, so from a survival perspective, I don't know if those two uh, are ones that you feel that I should pursue and or our listeners should pursue. Or if there's others on here that you kind of feel like, well, I mean, if you have more teams to work with than the, what I'm putting out there, then go for it. Yeah. So, um, one I, great minds think alike because my survivor picks up on on the week this week is the Rams. Um, it it just seems like a, a pretty easy one there. And when I was going through, and then after I picked, I went and checked, and um, 
it looks like the number one pick this week for uh, some of the, the week six top website picks is the Rams with 34%. So a pretty high margin there. And then the second one, like you had said, is Indy at 32%. And then the third one is Kansas City at 12%. And then it goes on from there. So it seems like the three largest ones are the Rams, Indy, and then Kansas City. But I will say with the Indy game, after watching both of those teams, you know, try really hard, you know, you got to give it to them. They're trying really hard, you know, but, but, you know, it, it seems like that would be one that I would, I would want to steer away from just because of the fact that there's two bad teams. Yes. You want to pick them and get them out of the way, but. I could also see this one, like one of my best bets. They've got Houston plus 10 and a half or plus 10 uh, over or on against Indy this week. They're 10 point dogs against Indy. So that's okay. one of my best bets. I think that that will be a potential uh, close game. And that's one that I just want to steer away from as far as survivor picks go. Yeah. It's divisional too. Uh, in those yeah, games, you right. know, it, it kind of get, gets a little tricky. What about some of these other lines here? You've got Kansas City going to Washington being a six-and-a-half-point favorite. We just mentioned that the Washington defense is not what a lot of people had expected. That one kind of jumps out along with the two survival games we talked about. Uh, Chargers at Ravens go L.A. this week. Um, mm-hmm. They are two-and-a-half-point two, point, two and a half point dogs to the Ravens in Baltimore. That's kind of a tricky one. Cardinals being the um the underdog in Cleveland there. So that one's that's an interesting one. Uh Raiders being the underdog in Denver. I who knows what the Raiders are going to do this week um, based on everything that's gone on there. So those are some of the and of course you got the Seahawks being five and a half point underdogs to Pittsburgh. I don't know. Any of those or or others that are kind of sticking out here? Yeah, the actually the Seattle game, um, which I think D, DK Metcalf was uh, uh, did not participate today as well. That that Seattle game, I want to pick Seattle so bad. Plus five seems like an awful lot against a a, a Steelers team that that just seems to not like they haven't found their footing yet. But you know. If there's no DK Metcalf, Chris Carson still hasn't practiced this week. No Russell Wilson. It it, it almost seems like you want to take Pittsburgh and, and and take the five points because I just I don't I don't know what Seattle's going to do, especially without Russell Wilson. But then then again, you know Smith he played well last week, so I mean the the line Vegas. There's a reason why there's a ton of buildings out there in the desert because, and they just keep building more and more and more because they definitely know what they're doing over there. Yeah. Yeah. These lines are getting tighter and tighter and tighter. Yeah. And then you've got the bears um, hosting the Packers as a five and a half mm-hmm. point underdog at home. That one's really interesting there, especially with, Green Bay playing extra football last week, kind of a draining game. The kicker was having some struggles. I don't know. That one's kind of kind of a different one there. Do you think Jacksonville gets their first win this week? Uh, how many people are watching right now? 
I think I really think they do. I do. Um, that's one that that I actually had as um, as a one of my good bets this week because I I just I mean Trevor Lawrence is a good quarterback and it, it you you kind of feel like like there's with there's a lot of talent on that team. It's like how in the world do they keep losing each week? And it's just like you it seems like they have to. I mean. Against Miami, Tua's coming back. His first game back, I would say, yes, Jacksonville will get the win this week. Okay. Well, you you heard it here first. You've got also the one tonight, uh, Philly hosting the Buccaneers, and they are a touchdown dog at home. How do you feel about that mm-hmm. one before we bounce on out of here? Yeah. Uh, I mean, who's going bad, who's bad against Tom Brady? <laughs> It's it's one of those points. I mean, the guy's got a, got a, a hurt hand, so he's kind of almost like Ben Roethlisberger in a sense that, like, anytime he has any sort of injury, he's just going to absolutely light light the world on fire. So look for him to throw five touchdowns or something. I'm maybe maybe not, but <laughs> yeah. And, and these Thursday nighters, we all we know from firsthand experience watching the Bengals and many other teams over the years that Thursday nighters kind of they provide an element of unpredictability for sure. So yeah, um, and I'll tell you what, I you got to give it to the NFL this year, man, because you know how many years before did we say? Oh my gosh! I can't believe such and such is playing this week, or so and so is playing this week on a prime time game, and they you know they go out there and completely lay an egg, and it's a crappy game. All the prime time games this week have been very, or this year have been very, very entertaining. So, yeah, I have to think back to which which ones. I mean, obviously, we know the one tonight that seems to be you know a pretty interesting matchup. You had the Bengals one a couple of weeks ago. What was what was last week? Was that the Seattle, uh, Seattle and, and LA last Thursday? Mm-hmm. That one was a pretty tight one. Yep. They're, they're, they've kind of done a nice mix and match of divisional games and just kind of non-divisional games because it, a lot of them for a while were divisional games. And those were very difficult games for teams because of the short week and all that kind of stuff. And the, wow. the emotion of the divisional game itself. And sometimes those things would get pretty ugly um, they've done a pretty good job here, and, and a lot of these games have kind of come down to the wire, including um, the last two, really, Seattle and L.A., and then the Bengals and Jags there. So uh, y- you're right. They do deserve at least a little bit of credit. They're putting out a good product on Thursday night, which has not always been the case. Derek, I'm going to let you talk about your YouTube channel one more time before we bounce on out of here, how folks can – Find you, find either the YouTube channel and or the audio versions of your show. Yeah, absolutely. The easiest way to do it is find me over on Twitter at the Bengal 4. And I have a link tree up uh, thing over there where you can click on that. It'll show you all the ways where you can get my podcast, get my, my YouTube show, or you can go on YouTube and search the the Orange Arrow uh the Orange Arrow Fantasy Show. I almost said uh, the Fantasy League, but yeah, I, I've got that as well. So anybody that plays fantasy football next year, look up, or be on the lookout because I'm I'm hoping to grow this thing and make it bigger, bigger, bigger. So 
Yeah, the Orange Arrow Fantasy Show. I do it every every Wednesday, every Friday. I do I do the prop bet and stuff like that. So it's a lot of fun and it's a labor of love for for all y'all. Well, you do excellent stuff. We appreciate that you come on our show, spend some time with us, and give us give me and our listeners a lot of tips and tricks for for the fantasy football side of things because i know i need it and i need to rely on the expertise of someone like yourself to provide that i tried to do this and i kind of felt like man i don't really have much credibility given my fantasy football records and stuff that (laughs) that i have but you do an excellent job on your show and and obviously coordinating the fantasy football league itself that is going that the the proceeds of everybody signing up is going towards the Joe Burrow Joe Burrow hunger relief fund which is really really cool that you did it for a charitable endeavor there always got to respect that Derek have a have a good week man do you got a prediction for the Bengals game since this is a Bengals show even though we talked about all kinds of different fantasy football options and one more fantasy football question from me directly to you related to the Bengals (laughs) Joe Mixon, uh, what should we expect from Joe Mixon this week, and what do you think the end result of the Bengals versus Lions will be this week? This, I'll, I'll start with the Joe Mixon thing, and this is kind of just a hunch. There's really no analysis because Joe looked really, really good last week in the limited snaps that he got. But I could, if you wanted to potentially pick Chris Evans up, and if you needed to start him in a pinch, I could see them getting almost a 50-50 split this week and maybe sprinkle in a little Travion as well. But um, I, I just I think they're going to they're going to kind of limit his touches like they did last week just until he can get over this injury. Yeah. You know, they don't they don't want to be without him, but they also don't want to lose him for a long time like they did last year. So they might, you know, he, he had, I think he had like 28, 29% of snaps last week. Right. Um, this week look to that. You probably bumped that up to 40 to 45% of snaps and then, you know, get, get Chris Evans mixed in quite a bit as well. So look for a lot of, maybe a lot of screening to Chris Evans. Um, and a lot of, uh, a lot of interesting ways for Joe Mixon to get the ball to where he doesn't have to, maybe doesn't have to do as much cutting on that ankle. But as far as predictions go, I'm going to be optimistic because I am first and foremost a Bengals fan. Mm -hmm. And I am going to say this is the first week where they finally hit that 30, uh, that 30 point marker 34, 17 Bengals win in extraordinary fashion. Maybe they don't get 30 points in the offensive side, but I could see them possibly getting some points on the defensive side. So wink, wink, pick up the Bengals defense this week. Yeah. And also Brandon Wilson started to look like his old self last week too. The guy who's popped some big returns, including ones for touchdowns in the past. So uh, that yeah. yeah, special teams could be something there to to pick up. Uh, unfortunately, if that is the score, there's also the element of garbage yards and garbage time given up potentially <laughs> by the defense too. But I think it would be yep. a very nice sign of things to come and where things are headed with the Bengals if they not only crack 30 points for the first time this year, but also win 
by two to three possessions uh, against a team really that when you look at things, you kind of feel like that's how it should be, but you wonder about the emotional aspects and different things playing into this one and the old, the lions are due type of thing. Um, but overall, I mean, yeah. this should be a game that the Bengals should take care of. We'll see what happens, but I think we're all in agreement that the Bengals should handle their business. Derek, uh, have a good, have a good week, man. We'll, we'll talk to you next week and catch up on how we did and all that good stuff. Absolutely, man. Who day? Take it easy.